spring break. Get your hands up. Hold up. Is that? Oh, no. Come on now. Where are your tees and shorts? Listen, y'all got to get to Old Navy and get your style in check. There's too much good stuff on sale from just five bucks. Y'all hear me? That means go. Don't make me put on dubstep. Right now at Old Navy, thousands of spring break styles for the whole family are all on sale. Tees and tanks are just five bucks and shorts from $10. Plus, all women's swim is 50% off. Run to Old Navy. Valid 314 to 322. Select styles only in stores only. Blog Talk Radio. Stuff I got for Christmas. Well, you cleaned up. What'd you get? Four big mud tires, three shotgun shells, two hunting dogs, and some parts to a Mustang GT. You fool, you got Jeff first 12 days to Christmas. I know that. I got it covered. Look over in the corner. That's yours, too? Yeah, 12 pack of Bud, 11 wrestling tickets, 10 of Copenhagen, 9 years probation, 8 table dancers, 7 packs of Red Man, 6 cans of Spam. Four big mud tires, 3 shotgun shells, 2 hunting dogs, and some parts to a Mustang GT. Man, this ain't normal Christmas presents. No, the redneck gift. Redneck gift? Yeah, you know, like if you buy your wife earrings that double as fishing lures, or if you convert the entire chorus of jingle bells. Perhaps if you think the nutcracker is something you did off the high dive, or if you've ever misspelled anything in Christmas lights, or if you leave cold beer and pickled eggs for Santa Claus. What's wrong with that? Didn't say anything wrong with it. It's hard to beat. Twelve pack of Bud, eleven wrestling tickets, ten of Copenhagen, nine years probation, eight table dancers, seven packs of Red Man, six chances bath. Four big mud tires, three shotgun shells, two hunting dogs, and some parts to a Mustang GT. Well, you know you can't really consider it a Christmas unless you go down to the penitentiary and visit your mama. You're not listening to me. Get the car key out of here. That's where the nine years probation comes in. I'm going to do it for you again. Now listen. Twelve pack of Bud, eleven wrestling tickets, ten of Copenhagen, nine years probation, eight table dancers, seven packs of Redman, six cans of Spam. Four big mud tires, three shotgun shells, two hunting dogs, and some parts to a Mustang G. Are you crying? No, oh, it's just my allergies. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Christmas Eve edition of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. I am your host. No, I'm not Jeff Foxworthy, but I am Emerson Whitner. Huh. And joined, as always, tonight, live from uh, Mill Hall, Pennsylvania, my brother, Brian Whitner. Brian, how are you doing this fine, fine evening? Fine, very fine indeed. And it also happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all those other non major Christmas holidays. Wow. People celebrate. Wow. <laughs> it's True. not even three minutes it's not even three minutes into the show and you've just offended <laughs> All Jewish people and everyone who celebrates Kwanzaa on non-major Christmas holidays. Hey, now. Wow. Yes, and I'm sorry, even... I'll take a shot now. 
I'll take a shot. You're not even drunk yet. Well, so I, well, before we do that, you know, we're gonna take a sh- we're gonna take a drink together here in just a minute. But uh, this is the first half of our year in review. Uh, so tonight whew, we're gonna be yep. covering. Notice mm-hmm. I said. Notice I said, wait a minute, and we're going to take a drink together. And Brian's just like, yeah. fuck you. And, Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brian, fill that shot glass again, because you're taking another one here in just a second. And so, Brian, tell our fine listening audience at home what you're going to be drinking tonight. Cherry vodka with cherry Pepsi. Delicious. I personally have uh, a big... Ass bottle of Captain Morgan Original Spiced Rum that we're going to be uh, mixing tonight with a two-liter of Pepsi. Yep. And have a rum and Pepsi. And plus, I have I also have a bottle of chocolate wine, which is tastes much better than you think it does. It Actually, if I remember right, it tastes like Yoo-Hoo. So, Sounds nasty I mean, to me. Well, you need to have some. But uh, so I, I've already poured myself a in my WrestleMania 30 collector's cup, a nice big thing of rum and Pepsi. And uh, Brian, shall we have a drink to start the show? Sure. Hold on one second. Hold on a second. Let me pour my uh, a shot inside my everyone, Disney World heard, shot glass. Everyone heard me tell him a minute ago to pour a shot, right? Just so I'm not crazy. I think so. I did pour it, but then I already drank it. I said a second one. And oh, yeah. A second one is important. All right. Uh, here, here's to everyone. Happy holidays from Mill Hall. <sighs> That's the first uh, alcoholic drink I've had since New Orleans, actually. Oh, yes. And speaking of New Orleans, we're going to talk about that and so much more, both tonight and next week. Um, yeah. And uh, we're going to be going through the interview, Brian and I. Tonight, we're going to cover the major news and events from January until June, along with we're going to list our top five matches of 2014. And because we're taping this at 10 o'clock at night, we may have a guest or two on the line. On a Saturday. On a Saturday night. Spoiler yeah. alert. Now, anyone who actually listens to our show knows when we're taping this. No. But, um... It is Saturday, uh, December 20th. Brian just ruining... Brian just ruining it, ruining the whole idea of our Christmas show being... I'm sorry. They should know this, that, you know... Why, why should they know on. this? That we're not really live. We're recorded. Yeah, that's very important for everyone to know this. It is. That it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> righty. Well, let's start in January. Um, some big, fun news. We're going to start off, you know, with uh, one, with, you know, basically the biggest news story of, of what started 2014 and eventually, you know, he was a news story at the end of 2014. CM Punk leaving WWE the night after the Royal Rumble. Now, of course, yeah. you, me, and everyone, every wrestling fan decided, oh, well, it's a work. He'll be back. And if you listen to his various podcasts that he did with Colt Cabana, 
Vince called him the next week and asked him if he was ready to return to work. And obviously, um, he never did. He never he came back. Be, he's still ask, uh, Vince is still asking him to come back. <laughs> oh, I, I believe Vince is. And, you know, we know the story at this point. Uh, he walked out because, uh, you know, he was injured. The doctors are at WWE are idiots. Plus, you know, he felt that he was never going to get the WrestleMania main event. Um, and that was, of course, very extremely important to him to think that his career was a success. Brian, what do you think about that? Um, I'm not agree with that. I mean, he, I think he did, he did deserve the uh, WrestleMania main event. But, I mean, he's on Triple H's back pocket, so that main event well, eventually they, went to the returning Dave Batista. So. Well, the thing is, he... He, he was ever, never never going to get it. Like, if Dave didn't come back, okay, if Dave didn't come back, he he probably would have been in the match against Orton. But at the day, once Dave came back, nobody, I can't say nobody gave a fuck about Punk. But it's not like it's not like they uh, the crowds hijacked the shows and were chanting for CM Punk. <laughs> you know, I, I, to an extent they were, but it wasn't. They were chanting for Daniel Bryan, and wow. we'll get that we'll get into that as we go on. That you know. Daniel Bryan ended up getting that spot. Um, Probably thanks and to the part of CM Punk leaving. Yeah. I mean, they could have easily made that a sale for way, I'm sure. Mm, I don't know. I, it, it, it's... Honestly, Punk I mean, at that was... Time, at that time, Punk, and, Punk had a little angle going with Triple H, too, didn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was going to be the match. Yeah. It was going to be Punk so, and Triple H. And actually, Daniel Bryan, and this tells you how... Big of a he fit into their plans at the time. Daniel Bryan was going to wrestle Sheamus. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. One of the many, one of the many times Sheamus was going to turn heel, and of course he never ended up turning. And he was going to wrestle Bryan at WrestleMania. Um, the another big news story: Batista, like you mentioned, he did return and win the Rumble, and you can't. And people were excited for his return. They popped big. There were good ratings the night that he returned. The, and yep. then, and they popped for him when he came out for the Rumble. They turned on him when Rey Mysterio, in one of his last WWE appearances, came out as number 30. <laughs> Poor Ray Ray. I, I never hated thought... when that music hit. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, he, he was the wrong, undersized, underutilized wrestler. Yep. Like, like, why would they send out a, a, a favorite at number 30 when they know that the crowd was clearly waiting for Daniel Bryan to come out? Well, the funny like, thing why is... Why not say that spot for, like, a Harper or Rowan or, hell, even throw Bray Wyatt out there well, at no number one, 30? No one, the thing is, no one really knew that they were going to freak out the way they did. They hi The fans, in, I think it was in Pittsburgh, they hijacked the end of that rumble. And, you know... People are now worried that they're going to do the same thing this year with Roman Reigns. I don't think there's any chance of that happening. Um, nah. But I uh, think it's safe to say Roman Reigns will be the 2015 Royal Rumble winner. Spoiler alert! I, I, I know. I, I I actually think you know it would be an awesome finish if what? Batista comes back to do a surprise appearance in the Rumble, and it comes down to him and Roman at the end. Again. Yeah, but this time Roman throws him out to win. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
Batista won a Rumble that was pretty decent for the most part. That was the unofficial debut of Alexander Rusev, who later went on to win the U.S. title. It was, uh, um, what was a few things. Uh, it was Punk's last match. He quit the next night. He went almost the entire match. He went coast to coast and went to the Final Four until Kane, who, by the way, Kane came in like fifth, was immediately eliminated, and had to lay down at ringside away from the camera view the entire match. Poor guy. Yeah. Just, like, I guess at one point, I don't even remember who it was. It it, I think it was when JBL went in. Like, you could see Kane, like, walk by him, but, like, unless it was, like, so quick, unless you really stopped and looked like, and you're like, what the fuck is Kane doing there? You didn't notice he was there. Um, yeah, that's Kane for you. Yeah. That was also when Kofi, and this is the only reason why Kofi still has a job, I'm sure, when he ran down the length of the barricade and leapt from the barricade to the ring apron. Probably. That, that was an awesome understandable. That was an awesome thing. And it's funny because, what's his name? Um, John Morrison was the first one to do one of those wacky jumps, but no one ever remembers yeah. it. Because Kofi's done them all since, and yeah, he, you know? he's done it frequently and often. So yeah, TNA had some major transactions in January. Uh, that's, they, that's saying something. Two of their biggest, most—I don't know if they're recognizable—would be the best way to put it. But two of their longest-term stars officially left the company with both Sting and AJ Styles leaving. Yeah. Um, and then and then by the end of the month, MVP joined the company and debuted. It was just so weird that AJ Styles was on the it was on the very first match on the very first TNA pay-per-view back on June 19th, 2002 was never mm-hmm. was now not in TNA. There was no AJ Styles there was no sting. Jeff Jarrett left a few months earlier. It was a very strange TNA and led to a very strange 2014 in general for the company that somehow, some way, is still in business. And they're so afraid of you and I, Brian, that they're retreating yeah. to Fridays. Of course. Come on now. Yes. It's like uh, they're going to do a live show on the 7th which is a Wednesday, and then every week after that, they're going to be on Fridays. They're afraid of us. That's the only thing Obvi- can say. Obviously. They're afraid of us. Yeah. I mean, why I, would, why would they I, not do this? Come on now. I believe they're afraid of us. Um, Destination America. Um, MVP came in as, I forget his exact terminology, but he bought 50% of the company that somehow Dixie Carter didn't notice that somebody was buying up... He was a stockholder. You know, sh- he was a, he yeah. a major stockholder. Yeah. Well, at least the half stockholder, at least 50%, because, uh, uh, call it? him and Dixie were co-in-charge. Maybe he's the one that bought Mick Foley's shares. You know, Mick Probably. Foley bought... Ha- yeah, Mick Foley bought half the company back in 2009, and then when Hogan came in... It was all of a sudden, oh, no, you're not the owner anymore. And uh-uh, everyone else was guy. like, how the, how the fuck can you be fired from being the owner? And poor they never guy. Really explained, 
Um, so oh, no well. sting. So TNA, TNA and major cost-cutting moves, and this isn't the last time we'll talk about TNA tonight, trust me. No, um, And they got rid of two of their biggest stars that they could not keep, uh, AJ Styles and Sting, and AJ Styles would go on. In fact, you know, as I go through here, there's very, I don't think there's any more, a, well, okay, there's some AJ Styles talk, very little, but basically AJ went to New Japan, um, and, and he's quite he happy with Oh, yeah. He won the IWGP title. He's fucking awesome in New Japan. And, you know, it's like when people say, should Shelton Benjamin go back to WWE? Shelton Benjamin's fucking awesome in New Japan, and I'm happy he's not in WWE. Yeah. This is true. He no longer looks Whatever like makes him he... happy is the way I look at it. Yep. Um, and so that's January. Uh, by the way, Sting on his last show... Uh, well, his last two matches, he put over EC3 and then put over Magnus when Magnus was... This was hilarious, because both AJ and Sting, their last matches under contract were against Magnus, the world heavyweight champion. Now, a normal company would have Magnus go over, and go over strong, and yeah. go over clean, and, you know, it was made to look like a credible champion. Magnus, instead, in both cases, needed help from... Uh, the 52nd Airborne to beat both people and had several crooked referees and had yeah. everybody in the world running in to interfere. And mm-hmm. basically, AJ, Sting, AJ and Sting looked stronger on their last nights than pretty much they did for a lot of their TNA runs. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind right, of a bro. long-term contact. People go bye-bye, but it happens. So, all right, Brian. Before yeah, we get to our next, TNA never, TNA never really rebounded since when Sting and AJ leave. So, Sting and AJ left. Now, Brian, before we go to our next uh, thing here, I want you to pour a shot. I already did. Okay. Well, don't drink it yet. Just pour it. Uh, um, sorry, pour it. Okay. Good. And now, uh, what's your number five match of the year? Um, so many good ones to choose from, but um, probably going to have to go with Jericho and Orton from SummerSlam. Well, that's great, because Jericho didn't wrestle Orton at SummerSlam, Brian. Uh, Jericho and, uh, oh, who the hell did he wrestle at SummerSlam? Bray Wyatt. I can't think of time. Bray Wyatt, there you go. <laughs> there you go, Wow. The match was so awesome that Brian can't even remember who he wrestled. Yeah, wow. It's, 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 yeah. So, yeah, wow. I'm going to have to go with Jericho and Bray Wyatt, SummerSlam. I, I also have a Bray Wyatt match, one match that I actually remembered and knew the participants in it. Uh, yeah, fight me. Going back. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> going back to, to payback of 2014, uh, Bray Wyatt and John Cena, last man standing. I, as a lot of people know, I hate the last man standing gimmick. I just hate it. It's a repetitive. It's annoying. But this match will join John Cena versus Umaga and Randy Orton versus Triple H uh, as my only three last man standing matches that I actually liked. And so, Brian, let's raise our glasses and take a shot or take a drink to our number five matches. Awesome. 
Huh. I think there's a little too much Pepsi in my Pepsi and rum, so I gotta uh, put, put more, more rum, rum in there. there. Yeah. More rum. Yeah. I wonder if I'll more ever see rum. the bottom of this. I wonder if I'll see the bottom of this cup anytime soon. Possibly. Um, Give it time. <laughs> um. So with that, we go into February, and uh, February. Yeah. The main stories with this one, uh, first of all, was, you know. I guess the big story, and this, you know, we'll get into a bit more of this more in depth next month or next week. Yeah, next month. Wow. I'm already screwing up my words. 20 minutes into yeah, show one, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Summerfest. Jericho Jericho, and Orton. <sighs> the WWE Network debuted. After years and years of hype, the network finally yeah. debuted in February, <sighs> and oh boy, <laughs> yeah, where there there were problems on day one. From at and at nine o'clock, you could start signing up for the network and go on and enjoy all the on-demand content. And at nine o one, WWE.com crashed, and yep. you know everyone That's everyone looked at this. Excuse me. It's funny because everyone thought of this as such a good sign that you know so many people were trying to sign up for the network right away. That this must mean that the uh, network was doing so, was going to do such great subscription numbers. And you know the main thing was that all 12 pay-per-views, including WrestleMania, was free on the network. You know, just including your nope. 9.99. Well, all 12 pay-per-views were included for free, but you know something. Uh, they started off, they projected a million uh, subscriptions right away. They had 667,000 and change. And they and they said, okay, well, that, that that's a good start, and by the end of the year, we'll hit a million. Okay, every three months then. Three months later, they were at 700,000. And then at the end of October, the last time they announced it, it was 730,000 subscribers. So in... Sad. In eight months, eight or nine months, they gained uh, sixty or seventy thousand subscribers. Now a lot of people canceled, like myself, um, and now a lot of the problems you know people have with the network was even though all this content was up right away, a there were like no raws, there weren't any nitros for like six months, there weren't there was like not enough stuff that people were expecting. The pay-per-views, because the geniuses at WWE thought that no one would want want to watch an old WCW pay-per-view, so they they literally didn't put in the time to to properly upload these pay-per-views. And so, like, for a week, uh, like, all it was, all you were getting was a bad signal every time you tried to watch something on demand. The live stream was faulty. I don't think there was a single live show that went off without a hitch at all in 2004. It was horrible. <laughs> it was it, horrible. It, it, re- it really is horrible. Like, And then, of course, because of this, their pay-per-view business is dead. No one's fucking buying pay-per-views because who's going to fucking pay $50 or $60 when you can watch a show for yep. 10 And, yep. uh you know, except if you're like me and refuse to have the Royal Rumble fucked for you because the network can't fucking 
get its act together. <laughs> um, but we'll get to that in a few weeks. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling, I'm telling you, I'm just going to pay for it. Like, I don't give a That's shit. A waste of um, money. I'll just give you my password. I don't give, it's a waste of money to buy why, it. Why? So why? why so because it won't work on my fucking thing anyway. So why the fuck would uh, I bother? But anyway, anyway, what are your thoughts on the network, Brian? I mean, it, it pisses me off sometimes because it, you know, it pauses and you know it does, it freezes and all that fun stuff. But I mean, I like the content. I like the fact that you know you can watch any pay-per-view you want from ECW, WCW, or WWF plus WWE. And I like how they're adding you know nitros and raws and even shows like you know TNT and uh, Saturday Night Main Events are on there. Um, SmackDown is on there. Crying times on there. Like, it's just like, it's just memories coming back, really. And I don't mind it so much, but, like, it, it's nice that, like, as I say, like, Kip shows, like, Noah's completely obsessed with Slam City. Like, he doesn't like to watch the big wrestlers anymore. He likes to watch the little wrestlers. So, I so mean, he, it, it's nice. Have you showed him Little Beaver yet and the Haiti Kid? No, oh, God. No. Little Tokyo. <laughs> but they have all oh, come big on. wrestlers in it. He wants it. He wants to see the animated little wrestlers show. So actually, we, we, at Walmart they had the complete. They have at Walmart the complete I, first season of Slam City on DVD. So uh, that will be in its stocking in a couple in less than five days. Wow! Wow! And uh, so he can stop borrowing my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can stop talking to your son while you go to the bathroom. Not that I'm against yeah. talking to your son, but you you hand him the phone and then walk away for like five minutes, and it's like I, I can talk. Tell to you him. I'm doing it. I, it doesn't matter. It's like I can talk to him for like two or three minutes, and like I don't know what to talk to a four year old about. Uh, and it's like the conversations are very limited, and it's like like well, I want to strangle you. To a kid. Well, I need to have a kid in order uh, to talk to one. By yeah, the way, our mother keeps. Uh, I, I do love that our mother keeps demanding that I give her grandkids, and I like to point out to her that you've given her three, and apparently that's yes. not good enough. Yes. Uh, no, of course not. Um, Shield versus the Wyatts. This was, you know, just an amazing, awesome feud. Um, yes. Not 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 the best faction versus faction feud of the year, but. Oh no! And it's funny, it wasn't. But and it wasn't even the best faction versus faction matches, but those matches were so fucking awesome. Yes, they they, they gelled so well, so well that they actually had a match on, um, on the main event. <laughs> or superstars, or one of the two. Mine it was main e- that they have. It was main event. Brian doesn't talk about their match at Elimination Chamber, and I know they had <laughs> at least one match on Raw. Brian mentions the time they wrestled on the on main event. What was the rubber match? Wow. <laughs> this is this is uh, Brian. We forgot the, the, the You're getting you're a week ahead of yourself, Brian. <laughs> Sorry. My God. How, how much can how much more can Brian screw up here, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> a lot. Actually, not much more. I, Maybe like three uh, shots left. Wow. Do you have any more liquor? Yeah, somewhere. I found it down. I have to find it. Oh, yeah, wow. 
So we have four hours of programming, and 30 minutes into the first show, you're like, I'm done. I've finished my booze. Uh, um, Shield versus Wyatt. It was like th- it was that series of matches that made you pretty much take the Wyatts as actual good workers. You yeah. know, for the most part, you know they were a gimmick. They didn't they didn't wrestle that often, especially as a three man duo. And it's like it like honestly, I look back. I remember their matches fondly. And you know, too bad. You know, we we'll get into what happened with the Shield, but yeah. Um, and the other big thing happened in February was the fans hijacked the shows. Um, and the prevailing theory, of course, was that, you know, WWE celebrated that night after WrestleMania crowd and gave them a slammy. And, you know, I'm still waiting for my slammy in the mail, but I guess they didn't give one to this year's right after WrestleMania car, uh, crowd. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, let's see here. But uh, so yeah, uh, the fans just took over the shows, chanting for Punk, mostly chanting for Brian, uh, and Daniel Bryan literally rode a wave of momentum that we'll get into into the WrestleMania main event, which is in March, which is next month. It's in April, actually. But it's more in March, though. (laughs) They they really go hostile in March. Well, the angle to get him in the main event happens in March, but, you know, February, yeah. like, if, honestly, they were still planning to do Orton versus Batista, and the fans knew it, because, you know, I, I'm sorry, you know, you want to call them, you want to say, oh, the, the fans read the dirt sheets, blah, 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 it's like, okay, fine, we read the dirt sheets, we read that even though we were going nuts, we were blowing our wad for Brian, they were still doing Orton Batista, so the fans... One, you have Daniel Bryan have his moment. They cheered the fuck out of uh, Bryan. They booed the fuck out of Batista, the baby face, returning baby face. Uh huh. Uh, one who had a huge pop is that is night back. Yeah, and I, I was so convinced too that you know that like that was just like a one-time thing at the Rumble that the fans would like get it out of their system and they'd be good from then on in. And I was wrong. And it forced WWE's hand. Uh, and, yeah, that was that was February. So, now, Brian, um... It was definitely not a time... It was a time for love, but not a time for love in Batista's case. Batista was singing, where is the love? Where is the love, the love, love? Uh, Brian, have you, uh... How much liquor have you got left? Oh, well, I, I have a decent amount. Okay. So pour another shot because, you know, we're about... Don't drink it yet. I, I, just pour the pour. Shot, I pour the shot after I drink the shot. Okay, fine, good. So what is your number four <laughs> match of the year? I am going to go to the only decent, arguably, kickoff show match of the year. And sadly, it was the We All See match between Hornswoggle and El Torito. Wow. Go ahead you said, and judge me, but you know what? Arguably, it was like one of the best matches on TLC. Yeah, number one was Extreme Rules, I think. But Extreme Rules, yes. Close enough. Extreme Rules. No, actually, they're not. It was a WLC match. It was a WLC match at, T- at Extreme Rules. A um, actually, match. 
That was that was an, that was an, like you were at a better kickoff match. The Usos, uh, real American. Okay, but it was one of the better. It was, it was one of the best matches on Extreme Rules, and you can't deny that. I'm sure if I wasn't inebriated, no, it wasn't. Shield versus Evolution was on Extreme Rules. I said one of, not the best. One of. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll look up that card here when we get to eight, when we get to May and uh, tell you how wrong you are. Fine, number uh, four, WLC Hornswoggle versus El Torito. Boom. Well, mine and I knew and I knew that this is one that we weren't going to be picking the same match uh, because you refused to watch Japanese wrestling. But uh, the finals of the 2014 G1 Climax. Kazuchika Okada versus Shinsuke Nakamura in uh, the Saibu Dome. It was fucking awesome, and you know the whole tournament. We'll get into the at least I'll get into the tournament later, but you know the whole tournament was fucking amazing. Just one amazing four five star match after another, and this match ended it all. Uh, they were kicking out of everything you could think of. And I'm and I popped my wad, blew my wad three or four times. Al Snow would be pissed that I would say that. That's that sad that you, that you blew a wad at Japanese wrestling. At just wrestling in general. I mean, I point that out. You know, it's just a saying, right? Yes, but it, it's sad that you know you blew your wad at Japanese wrestling. It, it's sad. And, well, well, as any as everyone except for Brian knows. Okada won, and now he's going to main event the Tokyo Dome show on January 4th on pay-per-view against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And, you know, it's on live U.S. pay-per-view. Well, it it is on live U.S. pay-per-view on at 2 in the morning on January 4th, but it's also going to air at 7 p.m. with Jim Ross and Matt Stryker doing English commentary I don't know how much it costs. I'm sure I could look it up here and tell you, but honestly, Brian, I know you. I know you won't, but you need to watch it. It's gonna be amazing. Um, when is it? January. It's 4th? January fourth, Saturday night, January fourth, Sunday like night. Saturday night, like. No, so it's Sunday actually night. Sunday okay. night. Yeah. Okay, so I'll make you a deal. If you come visit me, I will buy half of it. And you can order it. Why the hell would I come visit you? I've got to work. Well, you can take off work for the weekend, come visit your brother, see your niece and nephew, and see and see Tina. Where the hell is she at? Didn't she go to bed? Where? It's 10.30. I can now say goodnight. Oh, goodnight. Goodnight, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting here in the dark? Oh, I thought I was like I walked in here and you weren't in here. So and that's Brian, by the way, um, having our having private conversations on the air. Um, <laughs> Speakerphone, you better get the hip form. Get the authorization. On, Brian, do you have us on speakerphone? <laughs> For a very very brief time, I was already to cook some food, and I didn't want to. Uh, I was going. I've been muting it on and off for the last five minutes while I'm making my food. Wow. <sighs> this is what I'm going to put up with. So, Brian, all right, time to take a shot to our number four matches of the year. All right, shot. 
I actually had some chocolate wine. It's yeah. chocolate mixed with red wine. I'm serious. Yeah. You would real you would really enjoy it. Ah. I'm starting to feel it now. Like all this drinking in 35 minutes. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a good show as we move into March. Um, March was kind of a slow period, even though TNA ran their first live pay-per-view. Um, but the big news in spite of that... forever. What was that? The first live pay-per-view in forever? Yeah, I think it was the last one. Yeah, the last one we did before that was the Bound for Glory with... Oh my God, what the hell was the main event? AJ and Bully Ray. When AJ oh won, when he was doing when he was doing the CM Punk walkout angle. Fourteen, trying to mock WWE. Uh, you know, it's funny because you know. Everyone say good night. Good night, Tina. <laughs> this is great radio. Oh, we love it. Um, I recorded the uh, TNA, the the next to last Spike TV show, and it uh, in one segment it showed you everything you need to know about them ripping off WWE. Because in one thirty second segment they had Black Machismo, the fat naked oily guy, Stone Cold Shark Boy, and Eric Young and ODB getting married in their underwear. That's just weird in general, right there. Yes. Well, what's weirder, Eric Young and ODB getting married in their underwear or the fat, naked, oily guy? Fat, naked, oily guy. Because it wasn't just that WWE had Big Dick Johnson, who was their fat, naked, oily guy. It's that TNA decided, you know, it would be best if we had our own fat, naked, oily guy. It's a Vince Russo thing. It had to be a Russo thing. Yeah, it was. And like oh, it was one thing. I forgot to report this last week, but Vinnie Rue is back in wrestling business. Did you know this? What? Who? Vinnie Rue. Vinnie Rue. Yeah, I know. He he's with IPW or some shit in England. That's that show's gonna go downhill. Yeah. Mark my word. <sighs> Boy, I I'm like starting to really feel this now. <laughs> Um, March, um, Daniel Bryan's Yes Movement. Us talking about Vinny Russo really, really gets your blood boiling, don't it? <sighs> God, it's like, let let him do all this shit in England. Like, keep him away from U.S. television. <laughs> Especially GSW. <laughs> Which, oh, this God. Happened, I... Jeff Jarrett makes the announcement in April that GSW, they turn his own... Wrestling Federation, and it's called GSW. Brian's already getting a month ahead of himself. What was that segment called with Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Like, we had Occupy Raw, that's what it was called, when Daniel Bryan got all the fans to come and hijack Raw, take it over, and, you know, they yesed their way into the WrestleMania main event and the match with Hunter at WrestleMania because it became uh, uh, Bryan and Hunter, and if and whoever won Brian and Hunter would uh, go into the WrestleMania main event, whether we're in a Matisse and a triple threat. And uh, before we move on, we've got um, a caller on the line. 
And I think I know who this is. Caller, who is this and where are you calling from? Hello, how are you today? Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing jolly good, eh? Uh, Brian, this is Matt, Lauren's boyfriend. He doesn't really have a British accent. And Matt, <laughs> but I'm dating him. How could he not? <laughs> you're doing what to him? Lauren's there, too. Lauren's yes, there. I know. It's amazing what technology can do these days. I know. Wow. How, how are you two find people doing this evening? Oh, yep. we're doing jolly well. Just well. Happy Christmas to the both of you. Oh, happy Christmas to you, too. Happy Christmas. I don't know about Brian. I don't know about (laughs) Brian, but I'm I'm drunk. (laughs) I'm not drunk. You haven't checked Brian yet? I'm just feeling warm and fuzzy. That's all. Warm and fuzzy. Brian's in Pennsylvania, so, you know, I... Yes. You know. Well, Brian, are you drunk? Uh, warm and fuzzy. So no is the answer. Not um, really. <laughs> so could you all tell me when they're bringing back Rowdy Rowdy Piper? Probably never, <laughs> might. He's not dead, though, right? He's so terrible. No, no, no. He's still alive. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's He's still just, a chance. If, if you guys have Netflix, if you guys have Netflix, watch I Am Santa Claus, and Rowdy Piper makes an appearance on it. Uh, is this like a two-second cameo type appearance? No, he's there for like five minutes. No, oh, five for minutes? Bit. How long is the movie? He's there for a segment. Yeah. Well, I'll have to do that. <laughs> I think we're going to tell him to watch like Hell Comes to Frog Town or, you know, one of those really horrible Roddy Piper movies. Oh, but Emerson, uh, did I, what, what I did bring for uh, Matt and I to watch... What? Emerson? The Mexican Santa Claus movie? Yes. <laughs> the Room. Awesome. No, no. Not, Not the, the Room, room. sadly. I'm... No, he's see, Matt's, Matt's watched The Room, Brian. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It is actually quite good. It's life-changing, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Did you say uh, life-changing? Yes, life-changing. Yeah, it is. It, it is life-altering. None of us are the same. Nope. No. <laughs> Join, our our uh, lives our lives are divided into two moments before the room and after the room. I'm sorry about your, after the room. <laughs> the it's okay. second <laughs> Brian Brian wants me to go visit him in Pennsylvania at the beginning of next year. And you know, Brian, I'll do it if you'll watch the room. Okay. Me. Okay. Wow. Yeah. wow. And as long as you come back. He's not allowed to I'll, kidnap you. I'll come back. Come Brian, back. Brian can't but, kidnap me. Okay, you'll kidnap me. You know, I will. Something no. I'd have to clean up after. Well, it's not even that. It's that uh, I we'd have to mount a rescue operation. Oh. And you very, no, you very know well know with me that includes Nerf guns, explosions, and fire. I would have what? that actually. What was the last um, one? Fox. What was it? Fox. Right. Lots and lots mm. of farts. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I just figured out what the hell he was saying. So, yeah. right, so what was the last one? Farts. 
farts. Okay, so nurse so guns, many. fire, and farts. Okay. Be glad you're not in this room right now. We're, we're talking about like marriage senders. Oh, God. Thank, thanks to the power of the Internet, we've got calls from uh, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island going on simultaneously. Wow. Oh, hell yeah, bitches. Ah, yeah. Moving on up. Moving on up. Yep. Moving on up. Um, so, uh, uh, do you guys have any uh, uh, wishes for 2015? Any uh, resolutions? Well, well, I was just saying to Matt, since you had experience in Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, we were wondering <laughs> your thoughts for Episode 7. It's going to make a shit ton of money, but <laughs> I imagine 70% of people, mostly the 70% who obsess over Star Wars, will hate it, and a 30% who like it enough to watch it and not obsess over it, will probably enjoy it. Like, Matt's okay. probably going to hate right. it. I'll, I'll tell the truth. Like, <laughs> Ma- Matt, is, I guarantee... He's nodding in agreement. Yeah, yeah. What What do you think, Lauren? Uh, I, I'm willing to give it a shot, but it's like, I've been hurt before. <laughs> oh, hating Christian has nothing to do with this one. Hate, hating, Christian, uh, hating Christian... Hating Christian is just too much for you, huh? He's not in this. <laughs> Thankfully, not. right? He's not. Ron, what, what, what do you think of the seventh uh, um, Star Wars movie? I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge fan of Star Wars. See, it's not so, just wow, me. Well, well, I would uh, I would just like to say this, that the seventh Star Wars does not have enough appearances of legless Lego Legolas. Why would he be in the Star Wars? <laughs> because it would be awesome. <laughs> Maybe he'll be in the third Hobbit movie. That's just coming out. Oh, Maybe he wears him on his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have, I have not watched a single Hobbit movie. I have not watched a single Hobbit movie, but I might actually watch the third one. So it looks somewhat interesting. Why would you watch the third one without watching the other? That's like reading the last third of the novel. That, uh, it's the way I am. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it really is. Yeah, yeah. A more important question is, please tell us you have seen the Lego movie. I have not seen the Lego movie, I'm sorry. Wow, you're terrible at following instructions. You're terrible at life (laughs) for not seeing I'm sorry. Didn't you know that everything (laughs) is awesome? Oh, my God. Everything is awesome when you're part of a team. (laughs) I know know you two will never listen to... I know you two will never listen to this show, but you two need to listen to the first five minutes of the show tonight, because Brian, in one sweeping statement, uh, offends both Jewish people and black people. Do we Thanks, have everyone. to listen to racism? Like you're Wait, trying would, that be, would that be like You're a, using this as a pitch for your show? Wait a minute. Would that be well, like a black person? No. Well, no, no. no. It's fun. It's because he we started the show and he's like he said something like, unlike people who celebrate Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all of their non-major Christmas holidays. No, no, no. I said also happy Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa to our non people who celebrate our non Christmas listeners. Just a fact check. And he said, and he said like. Uh, you said less important Christmas holidays. 
Well, just to save your butt next time, say Happy Christmas Hanukkah. There you go. Perfect. Happy Christmas Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Yeah, Christmas Or you know, season's greetings. Or there's that. <laughs> Mine rolls off the tongue better. Does it? Yes. So- does it? Christmas Hanukkah. How, it's like saying Raxacorica Calibatorius. That's actually a bit easier. Yeah. How is, is Raxacorica Calibatorius easier than Christmas Hanukkah? Because in a weird way that only makes sense to a select few, that's more of a real word than what you think. <laughs> are you two drinking? O- are you two drinking over there? No. No. You know us. I, we I don't need to talk like nope. this. I was going to say, I'd be afraid to see I want to say this is the first time I've ever done a reverse drunk dial. A reverse drunk dial? You know, I'd love to see Matt drunk, just because I can't imagine it. It's not really that impressive. It's not nothing really remarkable about it, no offense. Although although I do have a funny habit of giving out $20 tips. Yeah, he tipped like 150% or something. (laughs) (laughs) No! And I'm like, are you sure you want? No, it's okay, I know what I'm doing. By the way... Lauren, you you remember when we had chocolate wine, right? Uh, vaguely. Uh, that stuff's delicious. Exactly. Tell that to yeah. Brian. Why is somebody doubting the deliciousness of it? Brian, I don't like wine. I don't uh, like wine. You don't, do you like it chocolate? Like, yeah, I do like chocolate. It, I don't like wine. Yeah, it's it like, oh, like hold on, hold on, hold on this. You like cherry cordial? No. Cherry Not cordial. I don't think I. I don't think I ever had cherry culture. I know what it is, but I don't think I ever had it. Okay. Well, well it's kind of like that. Wouldn't you agree? Emerson? I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. And actually, mm-hmm. you know, you two may be able to talk about something wrestling-related. Do you have, uh, and, you know, who knows, but I could be wrong. Do you have anything to mention about the death of the Ultimate Warrior? I uh, was only aware of that, honestly, because when you mentioned it after wait, it happened. Wait, the, uh, Ultimate Warrior died? Uh, this year. I guess we're talking important deaths in 2014. Man, that's, that's pretty sad. It, it is sad when anyone dies, really. Yeah. Yeah. He was on, yeah. he returned to wrestling <laughs> on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and then died on Tuesday. That's, yeah. That is, it's sad. Yeah. It is sad. It's fucked up and sad. Well, um... Yep. I, I really don't have an opinion about the man one way or another, but, like, I'm always Sad to well, I mean, it. I remember watching Ultimate. I never did. But you mm-hmm. know, Lauren, how much wrestling have you actually watched? And you're I saw it. a couple Hulk Hogan movies. <laughs> and and um, <laughs> you also, she would also like to mention that Tor Johnson. She saw some Tor Johnson movies. <laughs> and um, I'm she, sorry. She uh, would also like to mention that she saw two squirrels wrestling over an acorn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> well, okay. And then little, little little Johnny came in and asked what they were doing, and it went downhill from there. Wow, that explains it all. Little, yeah. Oh, well, anyway, so we're gonna get going here and continue on with our show. Uh, thank you two both for going on. Do you want to say anything to all our listeners before you get going? Just say no to racist nerds. Well, say no to nerds. Okay. And also, for the rest of the world, I will uh, would like to wish the rest of the world a merry and happy Christmas Hansa Kwanzaa. 
Hansa And just for everybody, Dave, have a safe holiday. And Matt is farting as much as somebody from Raxacork Calvatorius. Apparently, I am farting as much <laughs> as someone from Raxacork Calvatorius. You are. I should throw vinegar. All the uh, all the Doctor Who fans oh. should oh. know about that. That that niche Doctor Who slash wrestling fan listening base that you guys undoubtedly have. And if I'm really happy about if that. I'm not careful, she will throw vinegar. On me. <laughs> oh, oh, the humanity. Nice. <laughs> All right. Good, good night, you two. Good Bye, night. guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> I cut Matt off there in the middle of saying goodbye. That's okay. <sighs> <laughs> and that's going to be our only call for the next three hours, just letting you know. <laughs> Probably. So well, let's see. You have no one to record. What the hell? Well, let's hear it. I'm moving up to Blog Talk Radio to make sure this is recorded. But okay. we're going to finish off the month of March here. And I know I skipped ahead to April there for a second. But I'm going to finish off March uh, with Lockdown featuring the return of Bobby Lashley, who may have been the TNA MVP in 2014, and the yes, stipulation possibly. of lethal lockdown where Dixie Carter had to – was no longer in control of TNA. It was supposed to be – Loser leaves town, sort of with her on MVP, but that ended up being ignored mostly. Uh, and uh, MVP ended up as the Bad director man. of wrestling operations. And yeah. So, what'd you think about Lashley and TNA? Um, Lashley and TNA. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's weird having him in TNA. I guess really. I mean, it's it's weird. Uh, how how's I mean, it weird? I see why he worked TNA, but uh, because of, due to the high volume of um, work that probably WWE had for him to do, because I'm sure he wasn't going to give like the Undertaker contract right away. So I mean, nope. a lot of people go to TNA for the low, you know. For the ability to Low do travel and all else. that stuff. Yeah, pretty for much. The, yeah. For the for the lack of, for the little bit of a schedule and yeah. So that was March. It took us thirty minutes to get through March. Well, not really, but. Um, yeah, that's close enough. I I I thought Lashley. I marked out when he returned because they're supposed to do EC3 and Angle in a cage, and Angle had one of his injuries, and so he wasn't able to uh, to wrestle. And so they did. Uh, so they had Lashley return as a surprise. They didn't have a match, but they Lashley basically kicked his ass for a little bit of time. Mhm. It was a good time. By the way, I want to point out I was drinking chocolate wine that entire phone call. So. Oh God. Out of boy. It tastes like you who. And so, Brian. Uh, since I'm assuming you have your shot ready, what's your number three yes. match of the year? Number three match of the year. Probably be the fatal four-way between John Cena, Roman Reigns, Kane, and Randy Orton. From Battleground. From Battleground, yes. Yes. This is one hell of a good match, I feel. My number three match was from the first WWE Network's uh, special, the first live show on the network uh, was uh, NXT Arrival, the very first match, Antonio Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. 
and I just watched this match again a few days ago for the first time since February, and it was still fucking amazing. And yeah. this was this was you could say it was the beginning of Sami Zayn's push, I guess, to the NXT title that took ten months. It was the same night Adrian Neville won the NXT title. Bizarre. Uh, this was supposed to be two out of three falls, but at some point they quietly did away with that stipulation. Yeah, I know. I remember, and, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Personally, I thought the announcer just fucked up because she announced it was scheduled for one fall. And I'm like, yeah, this two out of three falls match is scheduled for one fall. Nice right. try, dumbass. Um, and that was that. Um, and so that was my favorite match. They reversed. They hit everything that you could possibly think of on each other and kicked out, and Brian is typing something over there, and I wish you knew what it was. Sorry. What are you typing, Sorry. Brian? It what are you typing? Application to be, it is an application to be a dining room manager at my um, college of Pennsylvania College of Technology. Your alma mater. My alma mater, yes. I lo- don't you love when Brian picks the perfect times to apply to jobs? At 11 o'clock p.m. on a Saturday night while getting drunk. Hey now, I probably put I probably put in one hell of a good application while I'm doing it. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get your good. Whatever. Yeah. And hey. All that glitters is gold. Only shooting stars spangled no. I don't think that's part of the song, I'm missing. What? I don't think that's part of the song. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so, Brian, let's take a drink to our number three matches of the year. Hell yeah. Okay. I went back to my rum and Pepsi mixture for, uh, and I'm starting to now spill it while I'm trying to shake it up a little bit, because I know there's a bunch of rum in here, but if that one was too much too much Pepsi in my <laughs> last drink. Uh oh, put more rum in it. Okay, there we go. No, I just had to shake it a bit. Okay, start, start. <sighs> Damn. That's funny. I was, I was wondering what Golden Spice rum tasted like. I, because it was Golden Spice. And by the way, the liquor store never charged me for my chocolate wine. They told me the price really? of the rum. Yeah, they told me the price of the rum, and then he forgot to ring up my wine. Nice. And you were able to walk yeah. out with it, huh? And it's funny because I, he said the price, and then put both bottles into the bag, and I gave him my card. He scanned it. I looked at the card. He was only charged me for one, and. I'm actually gonna take a drink just out of the bottle of uh out of the bottle of Captain Morgan spiced rum. It says drink right. responsibly on it. <laughs> you should drink responsibly there, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> huh. Not too bad, but I'm happy to have the Pepsi to uh water it down a little bit. <laughs> taser. Is it taser? I'm, I'm I'm seeing stars now. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun show. It already is time. a fun show. An hour in. <laughs> so we're going to go to uh, April. Yeah. April. And 
we're drinking, so might as well talk about um, the sad story first. Uh, we, yeah. we talked about a little bit earlier with Lauren and Matt, the return and the death of the Ultimate Warrior. Brian, take this. Yes. Um, it was just—it's still unbelievable in my eyes that you know what happened happened. It's just, yeah, I mean it's—it's it's like you know we were sitting there watching him be inducted. Probably the most, one of the most notable names not to be inducted into Hall of Fame up to that point, being inducted. And then he's just done. He he dies two days later. He makes an appearance on Raw, which you were there to witness. And then he just yeah. dies. And it's just really, it, it was really shocking and really just, like, horrible. Because, like, I mean, I remember Guy and I were driving back to New Orleans and we were just in, um, That's it was South tech- Virginia. So, yeah, we, we were, we just passed, we just crossed into Virginia and we were about maybe, hundred miles away from our destination and you texted us and we we're just like, No way and then guy called his now wife for cell and it was just wow. It was it was sad. It really was sad. It just really shook me up. The rest of the trip and then like the second I got to the hotel, I literally ran to the computer because I didn't believe yet. So I ran yeah. to the computer and sure enough it was on there and I'm like, My God, like it was just <sighs> Yeah. It it was really fucked up, and it's like, it it no, it was even more fucked up because it was of the situation. Yes. Um, because he literally just returned to the company after being gone for so long. He just yep. returned to, for the Hall of Fame, and then he was at WrestleMania, and then yep. he was on Raw, and it just you know, amazing to look back at, and it, it's just really, really sad. And yep. Knowing that, you know, it it would have been sad anyway. Like, say he never did the Hall of Fame, you know, never did WrestleMania, it still would have been sad if he would have passed yeah. away. Yeah. But it's like, he seems so happy to be back. So happy for whatever yes. his role was going to be. Yes. Which was a... He's going to be like an ambassador. Yeah, ambassador, yeah. He's going to basically do what Hogan does and Austin and whatnot. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like... And I remember like the joke was that like Linda McMahon was the person to induct him because, you know... He pissed off everybody else over the years that nobody else wanted to induct yep. him. And I Somewhere, remember right? filming it. I, I still have not on my uh, not on my camera because I took it off and put it on my computer. I taped the Hall of Fame speech as he was giving it because because I, I oh, sort of wow. wanted the unedited. I wanted the unedited version in case you know he said something really fucked up and they edited it off. <laughs> you know the later yeah. showing of it, but you know. And so I still have it on my computer, and yeah. And I remember just, as you said, it was like just really so sad. You know, had his two little girls, he had his yep. you know wife, and and you know, it's, uh, I it, remember it was just, sad. It, it was like like growing up, you were either a Hulk Hogan fan or you were an Ultimate Warrior fan. Like, it, very few were both. 
And, and I was I, I was more of a Warrior fan than I was a Hogan fan. I'm sorry. It was uh and it's so like, for me is and, and, and Guy was the same way. And it's like even so. though like you know, Warrior in the two thousands had the reputation as a nut job, he gave college speeches and was yelling at people in the audience and he's he's yelling at queering don't make the world work and all that happy shit, and he just, you know, so fucking nutty. And then it's like, so he came back. I can't say he, like, wiped away every bad memory he ever had, but, like, he was just... No. I like to remember him as the warrior we last saw on Raw, and the one at yep. WrestleMania, the one at the Hall of Fame. And, and you know, it's, like, just amazing to look back mm-hmm, at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, you know, he beat Hogan. I think he was the, he was the first person to cleanly beat Hogan, uh, in like eight years when he won at WrestleMania. Yep. I'm sure. Because like Hogan just stopped doing jobs in like 82 because he was, uh, being booked. He was getting all his bookings from Japan as well. And so he refused to do any jobs in the AWA. And then after that, of course, you know, he went to the WWF, had that four-year run. He, quote-unquote, did his job to Andre. And better than that, he won every night. And then he put Warrior over as clean as humanly possible And uh, mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. And Hogan did very few jobs um, for the next ten years, basically. Yeah. I mean, the next job he did was what? Goldberg? No, the next job he next clean, oh, the, the next clean job. Um, what the hell would it have been? Because you know, when he lost to Piper. Uh, yeah, it probably would Piper have been Piper Starcade, at Starcade. Yeah, it probably would have been. Yeah, because uh, when he lost to Undertaker's, because Flair had the chair. When he uh, yeah. when he lost to Yokozuna. Yoko's the was, camera guy, Harvey Whippleman. Was Har- Harvey Whippleman as the Asian camera guy? When he lost to the Giant, it was a DQ, uh, and like all that. Uh, so yeah, that really was the last, the next job he did in 16 years or 14 years. He did one job, and it was for this man. Um, and if Brian wants to quiet down a little bit, I'm going to play this: Ultimate Warrior. Victory Warrior. This evening, it's been hard for me to find the words. That's... Oh. oh, this is going to be great. Up, warrior, and let me do the talking. 
no WWE talent becomes a legend on their own. Every man's heart one day beats its final beat. His lungs breathe their final breath. And if what that man did in his life makes the blood pulse through the body of others and makes them bleed deeper in something than larger than life, then his essence, his spirit, will be immortalized by the storytellers, by the loyalty, by the memory of those who honor him and make the running the man did live forever. You, 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 you are the legend makers of Ultimate Warrior. In the back, I see many potential legends, some of them with warrior spirits, and you will do the same for them. You will decide if they lived with a passion and intensity, so much so that you will tell your stories and you will make them legends as well. I am Ultimate Warrior. You are the Ultimate Warrior fans. And the spirit of Ultimate Warrior will run forever! And that was his last promo on television. And, yeah. Still sends shivers down my spine, I'm sorry. Some people look at it and say that he knew he was dying, and it was like, like almost like a goodbye to everyone. And but it's like, how how do you know that you're going to die, right? Exactly, exactly. So freaky. No matter what way you look at it. Well, you know what would have been the biggest news of the weekend if Warrior, you know, had not uh, passed away on Tuesday was. Brock Lesnar pinning The Undertaker and ending the streak at WrestleMania. Yep. I, I, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've told this story a few times. He hit the F5. We were certain Undertaker screwed up and, like, he kicked out, like, a little too late. And, of course, if you look back at the at the show, he didn't kick out. But, like, of course, sitting there... You, you don't believe that he didn't kick out. And, yeah. of course, and we never heard the bell. Brian still swears to this day, I think, that they never rang the bell. Nope. But they did. I, 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 I swear they never rang that bell. I think they, well, they threw it on there. there no, they, there are many people who, I think pretty, there are so many people who didn't, who never heard the bell. Like me, you, our friend Brian Alvarez never heard the bell. A lot of people in their section never heard the bell, mostly because it's like we refuse. I don't know how to explain it. It's like obviously the bell it's rang. Like, Everyone at ringside. If, if heard I the bell, never in my life go to another WrestleMania for whatever reason. I never go to another WrestleMania in my lifetime. I am glad 
and also sad that I was at the one where The Undertaker lost at. Because it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience being there. But at the same time, it's, oh, my God, I just witnessed an impossible feat. It it really was. It Yeah. It, it was impossible that, like, Undertaker lost. Undertaker does not Absolutely. lose the WrestleMania. Yeah. No. He never did. <laughs> no. And it's like... It really, and if you watch a show, no one believes, like, Paul Heyman got into the ring, and we're like, why the fuck is he in the ring? He shouldn't be in the yeah. ring, like, like what, at, our, gonna... at our seats, at our seats, right above our seats, there was a TV screen where we yeah. could watch it, like, we were at home watching, we just couldn't hear the volume, obviously, we couldn't hear the announcers, yeah. so, like, Heyman went to the screen, I remember looking at you, like, my God, Heyman was so amazed that the taker, the taker kicked out that. He flew in the ring. It was like, oh my god! But it was just like, it wasn't for that. It was, oh my god, he got pinned. Yeah. And it's like, and you watch the show when Undertaker when Undertaker didn't kick out. The first four or five rows jumped to their feet, and shocked Undertaker guy got his twenty minutes of fame and all that shit. But the one thing that no one, like no one else, knew what happened. Like, I just thought, oh, man, Undertaker almost didn't kick out there. It wasn't until they flashed on the screen 21-1, and and that's when you heard the entire screen go, or the entire stadium go, oh. Well, well, it's funny because at first, when when the referee counted three, I remember looking at it, and they flashed 21-1, and but then they took it down, and then they put it back up. So like and I was just like one. I was like oh you know you know they 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 pre you know that they I figured they yeah. messed up but yeah. you know and, like, and then they just start showing and I was like what like, oh my god I remember looking and at like, you and looking at guy like what what the fuck did we just see yeah it was just uh it was, and it's like and we saw that and it's like oh my god like and like nobody knew it was going to happen like. And like no. the mu- the music didn't play for like two minutes because they didn't even no. have the music queued up. Well, and it's like I, I, th- I think it was a short amount of time. It felt like it took a while, but I don't think it was that long. I think it was like more it like was prob- a thirty second pause. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was probably thirty <laughs> seconds. But when you're watching, you're but just it like, felt like an eternity. It was like no, it it it, it didn't happen. That's you know, it's like you yeah, <laughs> it just yeah, it didn't happen. I was like. You're still waiting, like, Undertaker's now going to hit the tombstone, he's now going to win, and people are going to bitch for another year that Undertaker kept the streak going. Which is hilarious, nope, because... we're going to bitch that the Undertaker lost. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, it was just so... Wow. Yep. Like, I, I, yep. it, it's hard to believe that we're coming into WrestleMania season, and the, you know, everyone's thinking it's going to be, or at least the, the word on the street, it's going to be, if Undertaker's ready to go, Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt, which yeah. I, I don't have strong, you know, hopes that that's going to be a good match, especially when Taker and Brock sucked. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just, you know, such a 
it was such a moment. Like, yeah, I can't, like, I can't believe I was there for it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> and so that was that. And then, you know, WrestleMania continued. AJ Lee won the Vicky Guerrero Invitational, and Vicky then left WWE, like, right... Well, Vicky actually stuck around for, like, another week or so. But then after that, um... Then, uh... Then we had the main event, which is the next thing we're going to talk about. Daniel Bryan... The the up-and-down month of Daniel Bryan. He wins the WWE title. He... Actually, he was already married to Brie Bell at that point. He wins the WWE title... He then buys a house for the first time ever with Bree, and then he his dad dies in like a two-week period. It's like he had the biggest of the highs, the lowest of the lows, all in that same period. And mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. But like that made WrestleMania 30, like WrestleMania 10 was all about Bret Hart. WrestleMania 20 was about Chris Benoit, and WrestleMania 30 was about Daniel Bryan. Daniel yeah. Bryan had two the two best matches easily on the show. He first beating uh, Hunter and then and then uh the triple threat main event with uh whatchamacallit, uh, Orton and Batista. And by the way, I did love uh what's his name? Uh um or what the hell is it called? Rev Theory uh uh doing the Randy Orton theme live. Which is always nope. fun. I wish the I would have reported. The best, the best live entrance was, was Bray Wyatt. Mark, Mark Crow's Bray yeah. Wyatt. Yeah, doing the Bray that Wyatt was, theme song. Of all the entrances I've seen with a band, that yeah. was probably the best one. Yeah. Definitely the, the best live performance I've seen at a wrestling show. Yep. And I'm not counting um, Diddy or whoever did last year's because we weren't there for it. Oh, <laughs> well, I was I there. I got a couple hot dogs. Well, yeah, I, I got a couple hot dogs. I'll tell you, it was... I, I don't like Pete Diddy, but it was fun live. Like, it was a nice... Yeah, oh, sure. it was a nice, like Instead of having, like, a, a match that you weren't going to give a shit about, they had that. That helped get you, bring you down until the next match. Yes. Because I think it's that, and they did the four main events after that. But uh, either way, um, then we got that, and uh, and let's see here. After that, um, then yeah, Orton won the belt. Already Orton won the belt. Brian won the belt, and uh, held the belt yeah, for held the belt for about a month and a half, two months, and uh, we'll get into that. And that actually segues to TNA, because TNA, which at this point was literally copying everything WWE did, WrestleMania was on Sunday, duh, that Thursday on Impact, Eric Young, their bearded, undersized, mid-card babyface, first wins a 10-man gauntlet match to get a world title shot, and then beats... Brutus Magnus and Eric Young won the TNA World Heavyweight Championship on Impact in a moment that nobody, that everyone can truly say that nobody saw that coming. This is true. <laughs> like, who the hell in their right mind sat there and thought, Eric Young, he's the next world champion? This is true. 
I, I guess the only thing is, like, I know Russo, we found out later, Russo was working for the company, but it's like it wasn't even his call. Big John Geburik. Uh, the. Nope. Is the head of. <laughs> Nope. But you know something, er- Eric Young, Eric Young, you know, I, he he obviously didn't bring credibility to the title, but he had a lot of good matches as champion. You know, he, he did better than on, David Arquette. He was better <laughs> than David Arquette, but he's, but he's also better than a lot of TNA champions. He's a better champion than Magnus was. Like, Eric Young won all of his matches clean. Yeah, that's true. That's and then the thing... And then to finish off April, speaking of, sort of speaking of TNA, we had the announcement of Global Force Wrestling, Jeff Jarrett's new company. And as we sit here eight months later, they've announced a bunch of deals with a bunch of companies worldwide to share talent, and that's about it. And they're going to be producing the U.S. version of the New Japan pay-per-view. Yeah. That's, That's literally it. Sad, you know, who who knows? We'll, 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 I, like, you can't imagine that they won't do something or you won't eventually get off the ground, but like that's it. So I'm done talking about April. Um, number two match of the year, Brian, what is it? I'm, you mentioned it earlier. I'm going to have to go with the Fatal 4-Way from the WrestleMania pre-show. Usos, um, the Dust, right back full, and, uh, uh, who else was that match? Like and uh, uh, Los Matadores. Oh, well, yeah, Los Matadores on American. Number, number one, the roads weren't in it. It was the uh, it was the Colons, the Real Americans, the uh, Rybaxel, and the Usos. Uh, the Usos one. That was even the best match at WrestleMania. Speaking of the best match at WrestleMania, it was my number two pick, Daniel Bryan and Triple H. Yep. It was technically it was technically the opener. And it was just an amazing near 30-minute match. And the only match that could follow that was another Daniel Bryan match. And <laughs> Daniel Bryan bookended the show with two four-and-a-half-star matches. But I think I yeah. take this one as a notch above the main event. Uh, so we go to May, and easily the number one story of May was the debut of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. On May eleventh, the best yeah. in the world. Two days before the two days before my birthday. Exactly. It was a great time. I remember. We did, we we reviewed Royal Rumble nineteen ninety. It was on a it was on a Sunday when we were when we debuted the show. Yes. Yes. And we of course we moved to Wednesdays at eleven, and then Wednesdays at ten to talk for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yes. Um. And. You know, we interviewed a lot of great people. We talked to Brian Alvarez. We talked to uh, Bulldog James Dillon. We talked to Rob Noxious. We talked to R.J. Brewer and Antonio the Promise Thomas and R.D. Reynolds and Stevie J. And in the middle of that, we reviewed some good wrestling, some bad wrestling, and some wrestling in between the two. Horrible wrestling. Dismember. And we had fun. Like... At the end of the day, Brian and I had yes. fun, and we're going to continue to have fun in 2015. Yes. 
Daniel Bryan. Once again, you're a week behind. Daniel Bryan's injury. Oh, yeah. We never had a shot. We never had a shot to our number two match. So. Oh, sorry. The buzz is starting to wear off, so we got to drink something. Yes. I just went from drinking shots to just getting a drink. <laughs> I feel like Dr. Hibbert laughing with everything. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's injury. That I think most of us figured that it was, because it's wrestling, most of us figured it's a bit of a work, and he'd be back. Yeah. He'd probably, he'd probably be back at Money in the Bank in late June, but definitely by SummerSlam. I think we all figured mm-hmm. SummerSlam at the latest. Daniel Bryan may not be back for another six months. You know, sad but true. He, you know, he tr- he told the doctors, let's in like August. It's like if we're gonna do surgery, let's do the surgery now, so I can come back. And they're like, oh no, you don't need the surgery. And then they decide in October he needed the surgery. And now yep. like Brian, is, Brian is still in limbo. I think he needs surgery, but it's like. How how can you even tell at this point? This is true. Um, and it's like he he's gonna make it back at some point. He's obviously not, I, yeah. I, he's not gonna be the same Daniel Bryan. I think the first thing he needs to go is you know the diving headbutt. I don't think we'll see any yeah. more of that. Because I mean that probably like, not. No. No. That's like so you know the less the no. You know, I'm sure he'll still do crazy shit, but like as Steve Austin showed, you can do, you can be fucking awesome, and you can still do great matches, and not do crazy shit that kills you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We move from that, we move that to perhaps the creepiest moment of 2014. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) Ray Wyatt's children. One night on Raw... There was uh, building up the horrible cage match. Yeah. It is. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. And uh, one night on Raw to build up the creep, to build up a horrible cage match with Brian Cena, if you remember that match at Extreme Rules, by the way. Vaguely. Yeah. One night on Raw, Bray Wyatt brought out all these little children in, like, sheet masks and black, long black robes to all sing. He's got the whole world in his hands to John Cena. And everyone who remembers it, it's a moment that is not forgettable, you know, because it's just so screwed up and just so yeah. like I can't say it's screwed up, but it's like it's so such a a wacky mind boggling. Yeah, it was mind boggling. Yeah, yeah mind boggling. There you go. Uh, Good term. Mind boggling. And it's like, and it's sad that Daniel at uh, Bray Wyatt now is like has dropped so far, and it's like, hey, oh, oh, yeah. he won the. There's somebody out there going, oh, he won the TLC pay-per-view, Emerson. What the hell are you talking about? He won the main event. It's like, fuck that shit. He wasn't the fucking main event. He shouldn't have been the main event. <laughs> yeah. Bradley uh, John Cena versus Seth Rollins should have main event the TLC. 
Yeah. Sad, but true. Or like even I would I was gonna say Dolph Harper, but Dolph Harper should have made even the pay per view either. No. Um, no. That shouldn't have been the opening match, I don't think, but it should not have been mean or into it. Like, almost nothing could follow them, but... No. But, so Bray, you know, maybe he'll light another fire under his ass, so he'll be able to come back. You know, maybe he'll get that match with Undertaker WrestleMania, or maybe he'll be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which, by the way, what the hell has Cesaro done in the last six months? Um, <laughs> Has he won the U- yep. has he won the US title in the last six months or no? No, he didn't. No, he did wrestle. Okay. Yeah, you know he hasn't been US champion in like two, three years. Um, Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, or what the fuck am I talking about? Shield I have no idea. Versus, Shield versus Evolution. There we go. What the fuck? <laughs> I just voted my number one match. It was. Attaboy, Emerson. <laughs> Shield versus Evolution. We can do this now. They fought twice on pay-per-view within 28 days, and they were both fucking great. Um, oh yeah. Shield. Shield, like they were all. Shield was a main event act. Like mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins is a three-man group. That is a main event. And there were only so many other three-man groups they could do, and so they gave us Triple H, Randy Orton, and Batista. And everyone wanted to see all three of them get their ass kicked. I see. That's funny. I don't think yeah. people hate Randy Orton as much as the other two. I don't no. think people hate Batista. They hate Batista because they felt he got Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania spot. But yes. uh, And, of course, that got righted. And it's like Big Dave came in. They had two phenomenally awesome matches, and it's funny because the story of WWE pay-per-view this year was every almost every pay-per-view in the first six months was brilliant, awesome, over-the-top, amazing, and everything in the last six months mostly sucked. Huh? And what happened in June? The halfway point. Oh God! I'll get to that next. And, like, this was one of the reasons why. Shield versus Evolution. Shield won at Extreme Rules. And then Shield won three straight at uh, Payback. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, uh, um, yeah, it was just... Uh, I remember Seth Rollins, and I'm mixing up my matches. I don't remember which one was which. But, like, Seth Rollins is that big-ass dive from the top of the stage. Extreme Rules. He did one from the... Extreme Rules. He, he, elimination match was at uh, Payback, but he had one where he dove from the top of the stage, and he did another one where he dove from, like, the not the balcony, but, like, the, a story up uh, in the audience onto everyone. Yeah. The, uh, where you, where, pretty much where the football scene where they begin the first trial. Yeah. And, uh, where everyone comes out of the tunnel, basically. There we go. Perfect. In a basket. Yes. And it was obviously the last hurrah of the Shield. It so far is the last hurrah for Big Dave. Uh, Triple H, I don't think, has wrestled since. And Orton has, of course, wrestled. Oh, that wasn't a match. He wasn't in the match, Brian. No, but... 
the number one match is get your shot ready because, uh, as we already noticed, Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville from TakeOver R Evolution. We talked about it last week. I'll say it again. This was the most brilliant match of 2014, and it was basically the last match of 2014 for all I'm concerned. Nothing can top that. There's just two athletes going balls to the walls in a match that they'd never be allowed to on the main roster. And, Brian, what's your number one match? Emerson, you know what? You and I have been brothers now for 28 years. And there's a few times where we agree on something, and we have agreed on one thing, and that was Sammy, Sammy Zayn and Adrian Neville, NXT, our evolution, best match 2014. And here's... And you are right, they will never, ever, ever duplicate that match on the main roster. I hope not, Brian. Brian and I did not sit and discuss this beforehand, so, like, this is just all... Nope. So here's... And Emerson being the the hardcore NXT guy, and me being the, oh, I'm going to watch NXT pay-per-views until my boy Sammy Callahan, a.k.a. Solomon Crow, debuts. And by the way, I, I have on this evening my autographed Sammy Callahan T-shirt. I, I have my Sam, I, hey, I have my Samurai Del Sol autographed pillow, Kalisto, NXT Tag Team Champion. It's next to me right now. Um, nice. I'm resting my I'm resting Thanks. my arm on it. And uh, let's raise let's raise a glass to Neville. We'll bring back Jersey. <laughs> and honestly, all, all of NXT. Let's raise a yeah, glass sure. to the, the greatness that's NXT. Oh, I so my drink it. It's smoked cherry vodka. <sighs> and we have and we have ten minutes to do June. <laughs> yep, uh, we'll we'll get it done. Right. Um, let's see here. Might as well start from the. Oh, we'll end with that one. So we'll start with Bobby Lashley becomes TNA champion. MVP was going to win the title, but he got injured. And so they went with Bobby Lashley. And uh, one of the positives of TNA 2014, Bobby Lashley, TNA champion. He, he, uh, we said that Eric Young won all of his matches clean. Bobby Lashley has a heel, never needed interference to win his matches. No, he has not. So not all uh, TNA matches end in a clusterfuck. Like Bobby Lashley, he honestly he may have been the most consistent champion of the year, and it's sad when you look at it. Maybe, oh uh, yeah, and it's just you know a fun year, and uh, TNA has did a lot of things wrong in twelve years. The one thing they've done right was Lashley. So, here's to Lashley. Good for him. And, uh, yeah. Um, to piggyback when we were talking about in May, Daniel Bryan, they finally couldn't wait any longer. He was stripped of the title. He never lost a belt in the ring. He never got the chance to lose the belt in the ring. And uh, in his wake... John Cena got his storyline. Yeah, I know everyone saw. It's funny because you know the beating that Cena got at SummerSlam. Yeah, that was Daniel Bryan. That's him and Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah, yeah it was supposed to be it's supposed to be Daniel Bryan's beating. And it was actually before that it was supposed to be Batista's beating, and then it became Daniel Bryan's beating, and then it became John Cena's beating. I, I, it I was, think Batista I think a Batista Lesnar match might have been better than a John Cena Lesnar match. But the thing is it really was supposed to be Originally, Batista versus Lesnar, because Batista was going to win the title at WrestleMania, take it to SummerSlam, and then get his ass kicked by Lesnar in the title match. See, I, I, I don't, I don't think that should happen. I think Daniel Bryan was rightfully won the title at WrestleMania, and I think he should have dropped it. I think Batista should have been in the um, ladder match for the title at Extreme Rules and won it. Money in the bank. Well, money he, in the bank. Yeah, the, I think, and then got his ass handed to him at. But with by Lesnar at SummerSlam. It's funny because like Les Batista, it's like I think at this point I don't think he's coming back. Like I think like I said that my prediction no. was he's going to do a one shot in the Rumble and be the last person eliminated by Roman Reigns uh, as story as a storybook ending from last year. But uh, I don't think he's ever coming back. Which is funny because he signed a two year contract. It's not like he came back to do a Chris Jericho or Rob Van Dam run. He came back to be a full-time guy, and they turned on him to the point that it's like it's funny. It's listed now as a failure. That like, yeah, Batista's run was a failure. It's like Batista's run was anything but a failure. He did a phenomenal, he had a phenomenal WrestleMania event, which I know everyone will give the credit to Brian, but fuck that. Like Batista more than held his weight. He had two phenomenal matches at Extreme Rules and Payback before he mm-hmm. quit, and now he's. Now he's going to be a Bond villain. Which I'm excited for to see. I'm excited to see him be a Bond villain. I think I think it'll be a very good role for him to have. Um, yeah. And then uh, the, big, the big news of June was Seth Rollins' heel turn. No yes. one saw it. Which... No one saw it coming because... The whole angle, the whole shield breakup angle is all about Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. And it's sad, but when you think about it, Seth Rollins was the right person to turn. Because the crowd yeah. never would have the crowd never would have booed Ambrose. No. Or if they did it would have been like the oh, we're booing you because you're a heel and we're supposed to hate you. But Rollins I can't think it's real heat. Jim Cornette would hate me if I said he got real heat. But, you know, Rollins more than holds his own as, you know, the uh, as basically the only top heel in WWE. He goes him, then Bray, and then, like, Big Show and Kane. It's like, they have no heels. No. But but it's like, sad. you know, yeah. But it's you like know he it's does sad it. when, when, you throw, when you throw Kane in there as a heel. As a top and deal, like, and yeah, and it's, it is sad, and it's like, they're, but like WWE, they're not, they're like refuse, they're like, they have no problem admitting they have a problem with depth, but they refuse to do anything about it. Like you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yep, it's like yep. Kane and Kane, Kane and Big Show are the number three and four heels, and the sad thing is, and I've said this already, Seth Rollins is not the number one heel. Seth Rollins is no. not. Seth Rollins cannot be your only main event heel. If Seth Rollins was a, as a main event heel and there were like two or three other really strong main event heels, I'd have no problem with that. 
Because Seth Rollins mm. can be one of one of three or four really good main event heels. Seth Rollins is the only main event heel. I and I've been proven right. He he's not ready for that spot. He's in that spot by default because there's like nothing there's no there. One <laughs> yeah, and he turned Orton face. It's like why the fuck did he turn Orton face other than you know just to do it? Ain't that the truth? Sad. It's sad. And yeah, it's like we have another six months to cover, and it's like so much is like. And Rollins is going to be part of a lot of the conversation. And, okay, don't get me wrong, Rollins is a hell of a talent. He is awesome. Oh, yeah. match. He, was the first, he was the first NXT champion. I don't think he's going to win the world title. I think what's going to happen at WrestleMania is Roman's going to beat Brock Lesnar and take a whooping, and then Rollins is going to run down to cash in, but Reigns is going to beat him. That's how I think WrestleMania is going to This is going to be the Rumble? Oh, WrestleMania, no, this is okay. going to be Yeah, WrestleMania. I may have said okay. the Rumble, but I meant WrestleMania. And okay. that's why I think WrestleMania is going to end. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Alcohol has <laughs> been kicking in for an hour and a half now. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> this is true. So, Brian, do you have anything else to say about Rollins? Um, I I, I think they're they're booking him good, but I don't hey, think they're either. booking him... They're booking him very well. I like I, I can't oh, even yeah. deny that. It's no, like, no, it's, you can't. But it's, I don't know, it's something just. I don't know. But uh, give him a title and we'll see. I don't know. I don't even say give him the title. Just like, like he just lost to Dolph. Dolph is not a main event babyface. Like, turn Dolph heel. I I know, like, I know you really. I guess he can't. But at the same time, why the fuck not? True. All right, so Brian and I are out. Like, we're going to play a Christmas song before we end the show here. Uh, 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 Brian's favorite new song. Brian's favorite new Christmas song. Yeah. Sing along, Brian. Golly, Chris. It's the best time I don't know if there will be But have a cup of cheer Have a jolly Christmas And when you walk down the street Say And everyone used to uh, I want you to do that, Brian. Go and yell that at everyone you see. <laughs> Brian and I, you can listen to our next show in seven days. But Brian and I are going to be back in about 17 minutes to tape this. Yes. Oh, God. Brian, let's do one more. We'll take one more shot to the uh, to the end of our show. Of 2014. Yep. And Brian... And I'd Merry like to, I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas, Emerson. Merry, Merry Christmas, Brian. <laughs> Happy Boxing Day. Oh, hell yeah. We'll have the Boxing Day. Cheers. Oh, God. I got it dripping down my chin now. <laughs> oh, God. You're drunk. You drunk fool, you. I cannot drive a car right now. 
Not that you would, but yes. At least I still remember to press that button. That's always All right, we'll, we'll be back next week, next Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. I know no one's going to listen to us on New Year's Eve. That's why our show's on demand. And uh, oh, we'll see yeah. you then. Say good night, Brian. Good night.